Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg here, and today we have a special guest, Sarah Jelinek. Sarah is a certified personal trainer, fitness nutrition specialist, Pilates certified instructor, and she has a master's of science in kinesiology with a concentration in sports conditioning. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. You might be thinking, I thought this was a financial podcast. It came up in conversation in talking about, you know, better financial habits, especially with COVID. It has affected people financially and it has affected people, their routine for fitness and health and habits. And it kind of struck me just the similarities between some of the advice that I would give to people who are looking to um, you know, make some changes in the financial area, and then those looking to get in better shape or get healthy nutritionally, confession, I am one of those people that needs to change some habits. So Sarah, what is your number one piece of advice you may give somebody if they want to get in shape? As far as the number one thing for getting something started, I think the biggest mistake I see people make when they want to get fit or lose weight is that they kind of dive in and they try to do everything all at once. And they try to tackle their nutrition. They try to tackle this perfect fitness plan, this perfect diet. And instead, what I really think is the wiser and more importantly, the solution that has more longevity is starting with one small habit. So one thing that you can do and that you can do, and this is the other big thing consistently, that will kind of open a floodgate of habits that you can build off. It's like when you're building a house and you want to make sure that your house is stable. You want to start with the basement, the foundation of it. You want to lay the bricks that are going to keep your house upright. And it's the same thing when you're starting with fitness. People always want to kind of start with the the fixtures, the decor, the, the, all the fun stuff, but they forget, like, just get started walking, just get started with something you can do every day, drink more water, see if you can add in more fruits and vegetables, like adding more positive things in versus trying to like cut out every, you know, quote unquote, bad thing that you do. It's time for confession because I have done that. I have been like, we're getting in shape, you know, and then I go to the grocery store and I spend all this money and I've got like heads of kale and like 50 apples, no dessert treats. And the kids are like, what is going on here? Like, I'm like, we're getting healthy. Right. And it's not sustainable because our lifestyle of eating donuts to going to like, you know, Hey, why don't you just have a piece of like dried apricot instead? It's like set up to fail. Right. It's not sustainable. So I love that idea of, of not necessarily where do you start, but what, how do you not start? I see a lot of people like that, you know, they're really excited. They know where they're at right now is not where they want to be. And they know it's not where they 
should, but jumping into like too many things at once and um, over committing themselves to like too much. So like picking one thing that you can kind of stick with and then adding on. When we talk about getting started, I, I know when I've gained weight, whenever I'm serious about losing weight or getting in shape, the first thing I have to do is get on the scale. Cause if you don't know where you're at, it's hard to make progress and feel good about the progress you've made. So I, I compare that with figuring out your net worth on the financial side. When that's one of the first things I do when I work with a client is let's figure out all the stuff coming in, all the assets that you have and all your liabilities, right? And then come up with a number and the whole goal of improving your wealth um, and your financial picture is to increase that net worth. And there's certain ways you can go about it. But at the end of the day, if you don't get on that scale and see where you're at, how often do you tell people to weigh themselves, like to get on the scale? Like if they are oh. like trying to kind of like yeah. see how they're doing? That's a fantastic question. And that's a question that you can really go a couple different ways. I know that is a really hard thing for people to to jump on the scale that first time, especially when you like get out of the holidays and there's been a lot of indulgence or when you're in a period of great stress, which 100% of people right now are under at least some stress. And I would say most people are under substantial, if not very great stress. And I think just kind of um, coming to peace with where you're at and just looking at it, it is, it's, it's a number. It is a tool. It's just like, you know, using a financial calculator online or using any other kind of measurement tool in your life, you are just seeing where you're at. And if you don't take, if, if, if weight is what your, if someone's goal is, it doesn't have to be the goal. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But if someone's goal is to, um, change their body weight, change their measurements, yeah, you have to kind of just bite the bullet sometimes and just see where, where you're at. Um, uh, I, as far as how often to weigh oneself, I usually think, um, at least once a week. Mm -hmm. So when you weigh yourself and you kind of alluded to this, your weight fluctuates, just kind of like when you go and you check your, you know, your account online and you're looking, you know, day to day and seeing how the stock market's doing. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm down today. Oh my gosh, I'm up today. It's not but you can get little, obsessed with it to the point I feel can. like it can lead to an obsession. Right. And those like if you if you were to like blow it out, like if you like zoomed out on your computer screen over time, it would be those would just be little tiny blips on the radar. And your weight really does change every day based on so many factors. So you know, everything from how much water you drink to um how much you've sweated, all of those factors play into it. But some people find they do better when they weigh themselves on a daily basis and they can kind of see how weight does fluctuate and just kind of embrace it. Just like if you look at your, your um, investments every day and you kind of say like, oh, I was down this amount and then, oh, I'm up this amount and doesn't really get to you after a while because you kind of come to peace with that's how the system works. If you're looking for the meaningfulness of it, I would say that you know, about once a week, you're going to get a meaningful read on where you're at. And it really should always be in the same conditions, in the same, um, you know, same day, same time of day after you've gone to the bathroom, um, you know, once you've gotten up in the morning and gotten going. But um, I think that having kind of a weekly check-in is a good point to see any meaningful fluctuation 
day to day, it just kind of helps you to understand how the body is not ever going to be static and in its weight, it will, you'll see blips up and down and that's normal. It doesn't mean that you've plateaued if you go up one day or that, you know, you've, you, you might see two to three pound changes. For me right now, my goal is like one to two pounds a week. I have a bigger amount mm-hmm. that I need to lose. I want something sustainable. One to two pounds a week. Is that like a normal? Absolutely. So one to two pounds per week is um, kind of by the book, what is considered to be doable, healthy, it's safe. If you see people saying like on these, you know, not to be named commercials on TV, you know, I dropped 10 pounds in the first week. That may be the case that they dropped 10 scale pounds in the first week, but typically that means that a lot of it was water weight, probably, you know, two thirds of that might've been water weight. They will not continue to drop 10 pounds every week. That would be either extremely unsustainable. They were doing something very, very unhealthy. And that weight, if if you're dropping weight in that fashion, that's not going to be weight that you keep off for the long haul. That's going to be weight that comes off very quickly because you've probably eliminated something from your diet, something that you don't need to eliminate in order to have consistent, long-term, sustainable weight loss. So one to two pounds per week absolutely is very healthy, very sustainable. You also kind of mentioned that you want it to be like you have a bigger goal, but then you also have kind of like a like a smaller starting goal. And I think that's really important because sometimes I have clients, you know, who want to lose a hundred pounds. And when, when someone is in that place, whether it's a hundred pounds or 20 pounds, that whatever that number is can sometimes seem extremely daunting so much. So to the point that it may feel like you can't even get started because you feel like that is just so far away. And I'm sure in finance, it's kind of the same. Like if someone's in a great deal of debt and they're so in the hole it's just almost like a why bother, you know, I'm just going to eat the rest of the Oreo mentality. I'm never right. going to eat thin. It's not in the stars right. for me. And I do, I, I meet clients like that. They're like, well, I haven't saved anything for retirement because I'm never going to get out of debt. Right. So what's the point? I'm just always going to be, right. you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And that's such a defeatist mentality, but it, yeah. it's very similar to why I love the financial planning aspect is because if you yeah. look long-term, I can break it down for people. If you put $50 a month away, right. you know, and you can, we can assume this sort of a return over time. This is what you'll have in 25 years for people that is, you know, motivating. I saw it was you know Facebook meme or something. I was scrolling and I saw something that said, okay, you know, X amount of days till summer. If you lose two pounds a week between now and Memorial day, that's like 42 pounds. And this was right. midweek last week. And I'm like, well, that that's motivation. That's right. something that yeah. people can like wrap their mind around, I think is so awesome. Right. So yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like sometimes people don't want to start because one to two pounds a week isn't as sexy sounding as the guy who lost 10 pounds on the commercial. The thing is over time, his 10 pounds is going to turn into two to three pounds a week, one to two pounds a week as he's getting into a more sustainable, maintainable weight loss. And so if you start with that one to two pounds a week, like you said, the weeks are going to keep ticking by that two pounds is going to become four pounds will be 10 pounds eventually. And you're going to keep seeing great changes. You're going to feel lighter going up and down the stairs. Your knees may not feel as creaky. You may not be to like the goal weight that you want to be at, 
but you're going to start feeling better. You're going to start feeling more energized. You might start sleeping better and not having breathing issues while you're sleeping. One of the things you had mentioned when we were chatting was, you know, working one-on-one with people. So you, you have a workout facility, the inner athlete fitness. You've also sort of moved your, your business virtual as many of us have. It really strikes on that accountability, having somebody, you know, to hold you accountable to get to that success. You know, speak a little bit about that as far as accountability and how you work with clients to kind of help them get to their goals. Yeah. So I have, uh, as you mentioned, I have an in-person facility um, in St. Clair Shores. I have a small one-in-one studio, which it's kind of ironic now when I set it up, uh, my business model was that it would be primarily one-on-one training, which if, you know, from a business perspective, you might think, well, that's probably not the most lucrative business model, but I'm at this point with COVID, I've been extremely glad that's where it's at because it allows me to have my people come back. And for the most part, um, most of my clients have, because they do feel safer in the one-on-one environment compared to going to a larger facility where there just seem to be more variables. So that's been, you know, knock on wood, um, quite a blessing at this point. So I do train people one-on-one. I also train people one-on-one via uh, Zoom and FaceTime and Teams. So that is great because it's allowed me to work with people who either um, don't live in the uh, immediate area and can't get into my studio And so they need to do it virtually for safety reasons with this pandemic right now. Um, So it's pretty cool to have been able to uh, dive into this this virtual space and be able to um, work with people in this fashion. So I, I work with people online. I meet with people for a lot of different reasons, a lot of different goals. Some people are there because they know if they didn't have the appointment, like you mentioned with accountability, they're just not gonna do it. So I guide them through a workout. We have a fun time. We, you know, we laugh along the way, but by the time it's done, they've done a workout that is consistent with their goals. And I give them some tips for things they can do before I see them again. But I mean, I see some people like five, six times a week because they just know it's not going to happen otherwise. Other people um, come in because they are doing things on their own but they want something really structured or they want to take advantage of the equipment I have because it's obviously more than what they're going to have at home. Um, And I think some people just like the social nature of it. They like being with someone else while they're working out, you know, having a workout buddy. It's always more fun when you have someone else that you're, that you're working with. Um, And I mean, when you're paying somebody too to do like a workout session, 35 minutes into it, you're not going to be like, oh, geez, I should, you know, <laughs> right. I, think I should wrap it up. I think I burned enough calories. You're going to be like, um, you still have 20 minutes left. So, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. that kind of accountability is always good too. Exactly. And I, think, I mean, it, it translates again with the whole financial fitness of, right. you know, part of the reason you hire somebody to help you is to say, hey, you know, you you have a major contribution right. to your IRA this year, or right. you know, when the market is down to stay the course. Nope. You told me right. you're not going to use this for until retirement. So you don't need to right. make any rash decisions or change your risk tolerance now that the market is down. So really right. just having somebody to kind of beat that little voice in your head. Uh, piggybacking off of, you know, something you mentioned about having an accountability partner, you know, we can go online and we can see, it's, it's overwhelming the amount of both financial information online and physical fitness information and diet information online. 
to the point where you can just kind of get, you know, paralysis by analysis in both. You hear all these different competing voices. And I think that's where it comes back just to like the basics, like you said, you know, the cash flow in, cash flow out, um, making more or spending less. And the same with, you know, eating, you can eat less, you can move more. Um, there's so many different things you hear that, you know, the experts recommend. And when it comes down to it, the core set of healthy habits, they're really not anything that your, you know, your grandmother probably wouldn't, you know, already recommend. There's nothing, you know, you hear about all these different, there's hit and there's Tabata and then there's this and there that. It really comes down to finding a form of movement that you enjoy doing, um, creating smart goals. And there's actually, I'm sure you know from your field, there's an acronym that goes with that. And we can talk about that if you'd like. Um, and then staying consistent. And I think this is the biggest thing I've learned between fitness and finance is that consistency is really the most important term. You can be overzealous and you can decide to go crazy and invest a bunch of money. But if you don't keep the habit going, if you don't keep up the 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 workout schedule if you don't keep up the investments it's really not going to amount to what you need to achieve your goal whatever that may be and so i always just talk to people about consistency and whatever small little baby step you choose to start with i always ask my clients how sure on a scale of 1 to 10 are you that you can achieve this action step and if it's not a 9 or a 10 we need to revise that in some way, shape or form. So let's say they, they want to walk 30 minutes a day. I'll say, okay, how sure are you one to 10 that you can walk 30 minutes a day between today and the next time I see you in a week? Uh, well, and sometimes they're like a seven and I'm like, well, that's not quite what I'm hoping for. What do we need to do to make that a nine or a 10? And then they revise it. And I want them to make that goal so easy that it's almost like they're kind of like, why? Why are we doing this? And they do it. And there is this sense of accomplishment when you do that. And you really need, I found in the fitness realm, people need those accomplishment moments where they feel like, good job, me. I really nailed that. Because then it allows you to build onto that. If you don't have that moment of success, it, it, it just is not going to stick. You need to feel good about what you did before mm -hmm. you'll keep going. With like it. little wins. You can celebrate. Little wins. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that concept. As you mentioned, that's the same thing here, whether it's debt or need to like get a handle yeah. on what's coming in, what's going out on a monthly basis. So if you right. don't have that, I mean, that's fairly easy to sit down and put pen and paper and figure out what you're right. spending every month and whether, you know, it's, it's, I've, probably similar. If you need to lose a hundred pounds or 10 pounds, same thing financially. If you are making 500,000 a year, but you don't know what you're spending every month, your spending habits creep up. And so, right. you know, it, it really is universal to whatever your goals are right? Um, to really just kind of take some bite-sized pieces and, and work from there. Now, if people are looking to get a hold of you or want to find out more about the uh, accountability, fitness programs, one-on-one -on -one training, virtual. Um, yeah. What is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. I am doing one-on-ones now, and uh, both in person and online. So um, everything is up and running. Best way to get a hold of me, though, is through my website. It's innerathletemi.com. 
I am also on Facebook and Instagram, uh, also inner athlete MI for both of those. And then I do want to touch on the last thing you kind of just mentioned it, but what I love about your approach, and I see it here kind of on your page is you really want to help clients tap into their potential and become empowered and excited about fitness. And I think that really comes through in, you know, some of your, you know, how you operate with the one-on-one mostly, and really trying to figure out what, what is going to spark people to make that change, change those habits, really tap into enjoying it versus doing it. Yeah. Because as somebody who does not enjoy fitness, <laughs> feel like I want to get out of bed and do it versus yeah. you that it's a chore. So I love that approach. And I think that's something unique. I don't think every personal trainer or fitness enthusiast inspires, you know, get people excited. People, the problem that a lot of people face now is that they expect that it's supposed to be awful, suffer for 25 minutes through this awful class or longer. But really, if it's planned well, there shouldn't be a lot of suffering. It should be largely gentle nudges in the right direction, not a lot of like getting spent and feeling like you're going to be sick in the corner from how hard the workout was. I want people to keep coming back for their own good. And uh, it's what I do. I want them to find in themselves maybe that piece of themselves they didn't know that they had to realize, hey, there is an athlete inside for everybody. I have people from all walks of life, from people in their 30s all the way up to clients in their 80s. You don't have to be a lifelong athlete. You can start really at any time and find kind of the joy in fitness. That's such a great message. I love that you love to see the transformation. I know that's one of the things that inspires me with working with clients. They know what their financial picture is. They have that peace of mind knowing that they're going to be okay if they just continue on the path that they're on. Again, that's one more similarity between that financial planning process and that fitness process. Exactly. That's always the goal. My number one goal when I'm working with people isn't isn't their weight. It is for them to find joy and movement first and, and to make it a part of who they are. And that is inspiring. I felt, you know, from our conversation a few weeks ago, I immediately just felt an energy from you that you know, this is something that uh, you can really help people with and you have a passion about. And so I'm excited to see what the future brings. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today and talk about some tips. Great. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about pearl planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.